lights, sirens, heroes. You're listening to the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. This is almost unfair again, but I like it. Hey, it's not about fair, you know, right? Like it's about being unreasonable. Exactly. That's why I keep saying it's like I want to get t-shirts made up that says "Be unreasonable." Yes. Like it just some and it speaks volumes not only to the podcast, but it speaks you know volumes towards first responder work. We live in a world where we're called upon to find reasonable grounds, but the job that we have to do and to be able to save lives and and prevent crime and whatever is extremely unreasonable. The expectation that's put on us. Yes. So why not be unreasonable? Well, and sometimes the actions that you have to take as well. <laughs> yeah, is is completely unreasonable. So why not be unreasonable? And if you can throw an F shack image <laughs> 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 underneath it, I'd, I'd do that. So everybody, welcome to episode 17 of the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. This is going to be uh, matchup number seven, I believe. Actually, matchup number six of the Hollywood Cop Card Challenge. Yes. This is going to be the episode where we put two fictional police vehicles up against one another. We got Mike, Mike, and we've got Eric with us as well, too. Eric is with us for the first time. He's a special guest. He's a colleague of mine. I'm excited to have him on the podcast as well. Eric, say hello to everybody. How's it going? We are excited to get this going, Mikey. I know you're excited. I'm excited. Eric's excited. This is going to be the 1979 Monte Carlo along with the... That's almost up there with Marinello. The Marinello. We did the Marinello from Bad Boys. Versus the 1988 Oldsmobile Custom Cruiser from Lethal Weapon. Was it an Olds or was it a Buick? No, it's an Olds. Oh. But before we get Hmm. into the Olds and we get into the Monte Carlo, which is Alonzo's vehicle from Training Day, uh, we have to do the Unreasonable Grounds podcast tradition. And let's break into this because I always say these are supposed to be mini episodes. We're going to do this. We got to do what we got to do. Eric, welcome to the podcast. You know what to do. We're getting into donuts. Eric, what do you got? Well, today I have something from my uh, local feed store. Uh, It's a round, normal donut with purple icing and little white sprinkles on it. Fantastic. I'm excited to hear how it is. It's almost a Simpson donut. It's a homer. Almost. It's a homer. Almost. Okay, Mikey, what do you got? I don't know. You brought these donuts. Tell me about them. <laughs> okay, so Mikey, we've got two donuts here, and I've decided to stop by Nana's and Papa's. So today, oh. as you can tell by Mike's fantastic voice, I have you in person now. These are good donuts then. So we got Nana's and Papa's. I stopped by Parksville Bakery. Fantastic, amazing people. Great donuts. I Mikey, went up and got the Long John after our Long John episode. The Boston Cream Long John. Yes. The BCLJ. That was amazing. Yeah, I'm, Eric's had the BCLJ as well, too, I'm pretty sure, for our potluck uh, watch dinner. No, I missed that because I, uh, oh. I was on injury. Well, when you know happened. what you're doing tomorrow. Dead to me. Dead to me. He, I know. He's working. I know. Uh, okay, so we've got these ones. We've got the chocolate dip and something that's new that I go in this place maybe once every two weeks or so to go in there to grab something sweet. We got a white chocolate. I haven't seen many donuts with white chocolate, and I'm not sure what to think about it, but that's what we got today to try, and I okay. think we can grab a bite or two or I'm, maybe I'm the gonna entire I'm going to go thing. for the dark chocolate then. That's just regular chocolate. Regular, well, so that's okay. milk chocolate. I would it's say that's... darker than white. I'm actually going to do both because I've been excited about doing both. Oh, okay. All right. 
Eric, grab your donut. Let's do this. Mikey, cheers to episode 17. Eric, cheers to episode 17. Let's do this. Cheers. Okay, I got to be able to show Eric what this thing looks like, too. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like a Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't sure. you know? Don't you know from Bobby's world? She'll be fishing oh, a guy wow. out of the, the uh, wood chipper later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely recognize the chocolate from the uh, BCLJ as their, like, homemade, authentic in-house chocolate. And it, like, actually tastes like chocolate and not some, like, overly sugary turd that they smear on the top. Like, this is proper chocolate dip donut. Thank you, Nana and Papas. Nana's and Papas, I gotta say, like, and... and you know, we, we this is an episode of the Hollywood Cup Card Challenge. So we don't want to spend an enormous amount of time sitting about talking about the donuts, even though that's what everybody wants to hear about. I will say that this is a fantastic donut. This is today, and they're not day olds, but they're today's donuts. They're baked fresh every day. And the the dough is so soft. There is no this isn't a Yanni's donut, this is an Empire donut. Uh, for those from the Vancouver area, this is not a, uh, what's the place, uh, Eric, what's the place in Nanaimo that you got the donut from? Columbia. Columbia. I went to uh, Columbia Bakery, yeah. That's right. So it's not a Columbia Bakery donut. These people have really figured out how to do a really light donut with what tastes like authentic chocolate that I, I, I can't describe as anything other than just homemade. It's perfect. And, and I've had homemade donuts from the, the donut people that go around to the different fairs and that. And those are legitimately made at a house. Uh, Harbor City, the same thing. The new uh, donut wagon that's in Nanaimo that where, where we work. That place, same thing. Homemade. Definitely have a home you know production, whatever you want to call it. This is so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. What do you think? No, they've they've hit the master level for sure. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, And this white chocolate is not overpoweringly white chocolate. Maybe I'm raving about the whole thing for nothing. But. <laughs> Alrighty. So, Monte Carlo, Old's Wagon. We got four. I wish we could like flip a coin. Let's flip a coin and see which one we do first. <laughs> we're, pl- we're flipping a challenge coin today. Okay. I'm, I'm flipping the official Nanaimo RCMP Street Crimes. Oh, I, was, I thought that was like a Hail Hydra thing. Definitely not a Hail Hydra. It's, a, <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the octopus, but yes, it is the official uh, Street Crimes coin. So, And it is not the Steet Chimes version, but it's the regular spelled version. <laughs> oh! That wasn't the very rare one. <laughs> not the one. limited edition collectors? Not the limited edition Steet Chimes, because uh, that one's hilarious. There's not very many of those still kicking around. So we're going to go... Uh, Monte Carlo is going to be the octopus, and the 88... Oldsmobile Custom Cruiser is going to be the Nanaimo side. So let's do that. Eric, you good with that rule? Works for me. Is that fair enough? Fire away. It's octopus side up. So I said that was going to be the Monte Carlo. Okay, so we're going to start off with the 1979 Monte Carlo, which is from the training day. So that's the Village Roadshow Warner Brothers film from 2001. We got Denzel Washington. We got Ethan Hawke, right? You don't even need to talk about anybody else in that movie for the most part. Well, because what, what do you need, Doctor? You got Doctor Dre. Doctor Dre. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> Snoop Dogg's appearance was pretty good, and Dre's was part of his his squad and all the rest of that. So yeah, okay, I'll give them the, you know, the props in that one. But let's take a look at we talked about the different categories. So let's talk about mechanical in the '79 Monte Carlo. Uh, I'll give you guys some stats if you guys are okay with that. So let's Fire work away. on this one. 
So it's the third generation Monte Carlo in 1979. It was marketed as the first ever personal luxury car made by Chevrolet Chev. And it's got a 200 CID V6, but it also came in a 267 CID V8 engine. We have no idea which one the actual car was. Do, that do you was from think the he film. would roll with a V6? I don't know. The only thing is, is like you never really know, right? So it's it, <laughs> we'll, we'll say that it's the V8. We'll go with the V8. It's got a couple of different options on it. Four-speed auto or a three-speed hydromatic. I always love that hydromatic uh, transmission. And then the interesting part about this actual car was that the sunroof was aftermarket. Oh. Because the Monte Carlos never came with it. That year, 79 Monte Carlos, in it, even with the SS or whatever it was, it did not come with a sunroof. So that was a custom little add-on for the car that they had. Uh, and a little piece of trivia, I guess you'd say, for this one, is that that car that you saw in the movie, and it's whatever they used for the first couple of days of shooting, the original car was actually stolen on the streets of LA from outside the set. <laughs> So they had to get two other cars. They had two identical rides, but the very first one that they filmed with was actually stolen. They Denzel left a set of keys inside the car, and somebody came out and stole that car. That's hilarious. <laughs> I did not know that. Is that not nuts? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Can you get any more training day or LA than having the ride stolen? Well, and especially considering the scene in the movie of how he talks about how he's like just owns the street stuff and nobody messes with his car. Like <laughs> Right? Like, it's out of, it's ridiculous. So, the 1988 Oldsmobile Custom Cruiser from Lethal Weapon 2, and it is Murdoch's ride. Because he's the one with the family. That's right. I mean, that makes sense. Okay, so, the, the 88, and so it was a 5-liter V8, 140 horsepower, uh, overhead valve. Obviously, it's got a 7-speed. Its top speed is 159 kph, which is, like, nothing. When you think about it, I would yeah. have thought it was like way higher than that. I thought initially when I was looking at the stats on it and the specs for the 88 Oldsmobile Custom Cruiser, I was like, you know what? It should be able to do more than 160K. <laughs> no, nah, man, that thing's a, a can. It's like a tank, basically. Yeah. Uh, that sled. Its curb weight was 4,244 pounds. <laughs> so it's, it's heavy. Uh, it's the second generation of the Oldsmobile Custom Cruiser. Uh, but other than that, you know what, the specs on it and the mechanical side, it had a rear bench seat, rear facing, third row. Rear facing? Do you facing. remember those? Wow. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you, do you remember those things Are you like go down the highway and you'd see the kid facing you while you're in the, yes. in the front there and they'd yeah. be like making faces at you or whatever. So, I mean, okay. Estimated retail. So the MSRP was at 15,655 fully loaded, which is $39,000 in today's value. So the two cars, if you take a look at it, I don't know about you guys, but I think the Monte Carlo kicks the living crap out of the 88 Oldsmobile Custom Cruiser. Yeah. For mechanical, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, 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 am I out to lunch on this one? Like, I think that one's a really obvious pick on this one. Well, anything out that's topping out at a hundred and not even a hundred and sixty clicks is got some problems. Like, that's a what is is that downhill? Like, that's <laughs> that thing's a brick. Like, it, it weighs what four thousand metric tons or something. So, it's, it's a, it. 
Yeah, it fares well in an MVI, I guess. Hey, <laughs> oh no, those things imploded. I don't know if you ever seen any accidents with those. They literally just they sheared out from the outside, and they used to like split up the middle. Jesus. Oh no, they were death wagons, absolute death wagons. Death wagons compared to what the uh, the Monte Carlo is. Yeah. But what do well, you think? They used the, didn't they used to use well, the Monte Carlo in NASCAR? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they would have back in the day. Yeah, yeah. But, think, Eric, what do you think? I, I think at the end of the day, you know, they, they're both GM products, so they're both going to have a lot of the same equipment in there. It's just Monte Carlo is going to have the higher end stuff because Monte Carlo is built for that, right? The oh. the 88's meant to haul your kids around town. So Yeah, I mean, and, and when you actually think about the mechanical side of it, as well as the way that it's used in the films, I mean, we'll talk about the use later as a police vehicle, but just how it hauls ass. I don't know. I mean, Mikey with Lethal Weapon, like, did they were they able to get up to that? I know yeah, well, there's a few scenes in the chase scenes there, where there is some chase scenes and stuff like that, but there's nothing that I would say makes the vehicle shine as like a mechanical masterpiece, right? <laughs> so, it with the exception of its longevity, because there's more than one scene where he's like it's trashed and he's like tries to start it and it turns over and he's like yes you know right so it's <laughs> it's built to last so i'll give it that but that's all i'll give it <laughs> but he, he, you know what's interesting about that as well too is that the 88 caught the oldsmobile from lethal weapon like in that chase scene where Riggs goes and jumps onto the uh, the tow truck, I guess you would call it like a, a flatbed tow truck and he jumps on the other car and then uh, murdoch is actually following him behind Yes. And and I can't remember if it's, is it Pesci? I think it's Pesci inside the vehicle with him, right? Because Pesci's everywhere in those films. Isn't it? It's Joe Pesci. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, and they're oh, going. Yeah, no, it is Joe Pesci. And like three or four times they end up going in. They're like, they're, it's almost like the, the, the director of the film's like, we got to show off this car a little bit. Let's put it in the dirt. Let's put it in the gravel. And it like slides out a little bit in the gravel. You're like, ooh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty good. Well, that yes. thing, they were just doing whatever they could to keep that thing on the road, I imagine. Well, yeah. I think if if anything else, it just kind of shows how poor it performs mechanically because they're like, we got to show it off. Give it a little gravel to kick up. <laughs> Throw some sand underneath it that it'll spray into the air. That'll make it look, you know, like, no, it's, yeah, Monte Carlo, You're 100%. Not a- <laughs> Eric, what do you think? This is my final answer. Are you amused? Oh, oh I, I'm going to agree 100%. You know, it's, it's fully like we got to make something look good for GM because they're only giving us one. <laughs> it's, like, it's a horrible product placement. I can't imagine like <sighs> like how many Oldsmobile Cutlass cruisers. Like, I don't know. It, it's it's brutal. It, it It's a giant whale of a vehicle. Yeah. But the Monte Carlo also has bags. It's all, it's got It's got airbags. Well, that's it. So if you want to talk about aftermarket mechanical features, the Monte Carlo's the winner, hands down, as well, too, obviously, right? So for any number of reasons. So, yeah. Sunroof. I think mechanical Monte Carlo. (laughs) Sunroof. Sunroof. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) I never had a sunroof in a car. That I've Actually, no, I had a BAM. I had a big-ass moonroof is what we called it in our Volkswagen that we used to have, the one that went from the front to the back. But I always wanted one as a kid, a car with a, a sunroof, and we just never had one. So I was always they, they jealous of people leak, that had so. them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Jeeps, right? Anything that you know yeah. a Jeep has is going to leak. Yeah. I think it's unanimous. We're going to go with the, the Monte Carlo for the winner for the uh, 
something mechanical. Absolutely. Right? Okay, let's move on to the more important sections because this was a blowout anyways for the mechanical side. Use as a police vehicle. All right. So, Eric, you remember training day, right? What do you think when it comes to use as a police vehicle for the Monte Carlo? Well, so it's been a while since I've watched it, but I'm going to say that from what I remember, it started off being used as a bit of one. And then by the end of it, it kind of kind of changed sides there a little bit. So I, I don't know how I feel about that. Okay. That's an interesting perspective. You know, I think I think for this particular category, the Monte Carlo loses because of other, like other cars that we've had where it's a little bit too specialized in its role. Its actual functionality as a police vehicle is very limited. So you could almost define the Monte Carlo as like Denzel's personal vehicle, right? Like he, there's not a lot of that again. And I always use that term police 101 that happens, right? Like obviously it's not a marked vehicle. I have to immediately break in and argue with this on this one. Only for one point in the movie where they go down, it's obviously it's all one day, but it's the very beginning after they get through the diner scene where it's like, you got a, you got two pockets in your back pants, yeah, you know, yeah. go inside, find a wallet, pay the bill kind of thing. They get out and then they go down to the one alleyway where the kids are down there selling dope and they go and arrest the guy and that's when Ethan Hawke's character goes and uses the PCB oh, lace yeah. marijuana. Yeah, 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 just... that's, a, that's a regular police takedown that is regular work it's not so much a specialized but they're going out there and affecting an arrest i really think that we have to look at that we have to take that into consideration yeah worth considering for sure and and the fact is i think there's more of that done in the wagon they've got the pursuit they throw a cherry on the top right so there's that unmarked marks kind of thing but only barely I think for operational police functionality, the wagon will take it, but only by a shred. Okay. Okay. So you're going with wagon on this one. Eric, what do you think? Well, I'm going to have to put aside my, um, as we've talked about in the past, you know, not on the on the podcast here, but I am a big Lethal Weapon fan. And, uh, you know, I think, I know I'm going to come off jaded because I'm going to vote for the for the station wagon here, but I think the station wagon does does get it you know they they used it a lot you see it getting used a lot more right like yeah. it's 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 got like you like you were saying it's got the cherry on top you know they're they're ripping it around and they're hunting down some baddie south africans so i think it's uh i think i think it's it's gonna be the uh the station wagon oh man i don't even know what the hell's happening right now like i i would have sworn that this is like one of the categories that would have 100% gone to the Monte Carlo. Well, it's not over. I, I know, but the category, the category oh. itself uses a police vehicle. They go mm-hmm. out there. So, okay, they, it, it's literally called the office. When they get out of the diner, they walk out to the car and it's the whole, oh, this isn't from the motorcade. And he's like, yeah, sexy, ain't she? Kind of thing. And he's like, welcome to the office. Or he says like, oh, we're going to go yeah, by yeah. the office. He's like, you're in the office. Okay. So there's that. They go do that stop with the kids. He's effectively using drugs in the car. Don't do drugs. And then they go and do the search warrant at Macy Gray's house. 
Oh, with the Chinese takeout? With the Chinese takeout warrant. So they do it. They effect and execute a CDSA (laughs) search warrant on a residence, right? They get into a foot pursuit out of there as well, too. It gets shot at as it's leaving the scene, as well as they do several other forms of interdiction throughout the film. There is a lot of police work. Well, let's just call it narc work. There's a lot of narc work being done in that car. So. I know I've already been voted out, but I am going to say that I swing towards heavily towards Monte Carlo in this particular category. And I just, I had to get that out there because there are so many people, Mike and Eric guys, there's so many people on Instagram that I continuously heard when I was bringing up the idea of doing this whole thing, when people said training day, Monte Carlo all day long, is going to win the whole thing. And they continuously said, there's no more badass and we'll get into badassery. There is no more badass vehicle in Hollywood cop movies than the Monte Carlo. And I thought that's really interesting and that we would see this thing flush right through. But on that point, we'll move on to the next one because we lost that. I lost that one. I'll say I lost that one because I'm voting (laughs) for the Monte Carlo for the most part. What do you got, Eric? Eric. So I'm going to say the the thing that every time I see a Monte Carlo and it's nothing against Monte Carlo, the first thing I think of is Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys. And Julian, nice. that's yes. all I think of. That's yeah, the first thing okay. that comes to mind. Local content, I yeah. like it. Canadian content, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Monte Carlo rocks. Okay, yeah. uh, we're moving on to iconic level. Yes, Mike, you hit me with the iconic level. Give me your argument on this one. There's no argument here, Monte Carlo, for the reasons we just discussed. <laughs> because everybody and their dog knows that car from Training Day. That car is the third co-star that it's and again it just the attitude that denzel carries with the car some of the things he says the fact that he just literally walks away from it with the door open and stuff like in like compton right like you know if you or i did that we'd be come out to a frame on blocks right like (laughs) you know it's it it just doesn't happen that the the car is an icon for the movie. The fact that, and again, like we just discussed, it is the office, right? Like it, it not only feeds to the characters, it almost kind of exceeds the characters in a bit too, right? Like if, if Denzel was driving a freaking unmarked CVPI or something like that, he would just look like a chump, right? Like the, the movie, could not exist in the way that it does without the icon that is the Monte Carlo. Whereas the wagon, well, that could be anything else with, you know, a lead sled, right? Like you could replace that car with a Mercury Cougar and, you know, achieve the same results, right? The car itself lends nothing to Lethal Weapon as as an icon at all. Yeah, it's just Murdoch. It's Murdoch's ride. Exactly, right? Like it's, you know what he was able to afford and you know because he's getting too old for this <laughs> getting too old for this i think that, that isn't that the famous line i'm getting too old for this yeah because yeah, he's what 39 yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he drops so i i totally forgot to watching some of the clips in that movie i totally forgot how many times they uh they dropped the f-bomb in that movie like i could not believe it like i know this is going to be a pg podcast and i i you know we because I don't want to get fired. Number one rule of the Unreasonable Grounds podcast is don't get me fired. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I could not, I couldn't remember. I was like, my God, for 89, are you kidding me? Like, I don't know if that was just Mel Gibson's thing or like Danny Glover's thing, but 
that scene with the South Africans when when uh, Riggs is inside, I don't know if it's like some kind of boardroom or a hotel or whatever it is, and he's getting confronted by, or he's confronting the South Africans. And I think he calls them like neo-Nazis or something like that. And uh, I just couldn't believe how many times he said it. And I, 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 I got a kick out of it, but I was like, man, <laughs> like this is 89. Yeah. Like it, it, it shocked me. I was like, that's pretty cool. But it's like way ahead of its time when it comes to the language side of it. Eric, uh, how are you feeling about icons? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the Monte Carlo too. You think you think of it, right? Everyone knows what a Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo's going into the into the the movie already. People knew what a Monte Carlo was. People like Monte Carlos, and the way it came out of the movie, like I couldn't agree more. It was like the third cast member there, right? Everyone remembers that car. Ooh, um, and so it's, and the so it's almost like we, it, it's almost like the Prius has to come up against yeah right Monte and, Carlo. And, and then it, Again, the yeah, uh, and Murtaugh's ride is it, it, it's his grocery getter, right? He he, yeah. he probably bought it because his wife told him they need something so they could fit all the kids in it. Well, think about and, it. It's was what it's an '88, so they probably just hadn't gotten a reasonably priced minivan on the market yet. Well, no, those, no, those dogs, probably, if, if that movie was ten years, years newer, it would be a, a like a Plymouth Voyager. Oh yeah, but they were oh man those oh, yeah. those. Do you remember? I don't know. Because you'd remember too. I mean, you know, Eric. I, I think you're just a little bit younger than I am. But man, those caravans were still out in that time. Like we started to see a few movies be using the the caravans because that's when they used to have the Woody caravans. They used to have well, the wood it, the vinyl no, wood. Wasn't that like ninety two? They still no, they dude. They came that? they came out in like eighty no, six. Really? Uh, so you know, I'm I'm dating myself a bit. So when this movie came out, I was not born yet. Um, but I do remember there being some older minivans, but I, I can't say how old they are. Um, but the station wagons, I'm almost 100% sure my grandparents had that same, same station wagon when I was a kid. About 90% sure they had that. I remember sitting in it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's no great shakes on the inside. You just kind of sit in there. Yeah, I think... That's about it. Right? Uh, you know, on the topic of, of caravans being police cars, I think I got the biggest kick out of the fact that uh, I think I, if I took a look at some photos and I remember it specifically when I was super small and my dad was with the Niagara Regional Police, they had one of their ride vehicles. So their report impaired drivers everywhere or whatever is ride checks. They're impaired driving checks Their One of their vehicles was like a 1987 or something like that Dodge Caravan with ride in the worst font ever. Right. That looked like it was painted on with a paintbrush. Four. See, I knew it was early. The year I was born, dude. Oh yeah, here we gotta. I gotta show you how terrible this is. Oh it's, yeah, it's yeah. So that's woody. what I imagened. See, yeah, I, and I, I, met. I, I knew it was early. Yeah, yeah exactly. I knew it was early. I didn't know it was the year I was born. Nineteen ninety for the first yeah. gen. Okay, all right. And well, and I, I drove. Can... I drove a Dodge Caravan for. Uh, for a police vehicle, several yeah. Dodge caravans for a police vehicle in the past. So, uh, well, according to good old Wikipedia, we can thank uh, Bob Hubbach for that uh, yeah. that design. <laughs> Damn you, Bob Hubbach! It's well, Hubbach. You know what, Bob? Doesn't matter. You're not in this episode. <laughs> so yeah. moving on, I think we've got it. The iconic level has to go to the Monte Carlo. It just it just has to. Unquestionably, you're absolutely right. Uh, we're moving on to your category, Mike. Yeah, man. Lead it. It's badass. Which one? Oh, man. The station wagon just makes me... No. Oh, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Did you just see the, the station wagon? It was just nice to watch your, your face scrunch up when I said that. So That was from back pain. It wasn't yeah. from the station wagon. Sure, but sure. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> no. Uh, come on. It, this badass? 
And are we even going to consider a station wagon? Yes. No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? Who's what do you mean? badass in a station wagon? I don't care if you've got a Dodge Magnum with a freaking supercharger and chrome spinners. You're not a badass if you're in a station wagon. Hey, what, you got like Subaru in a, like at the grocery oh. store burnouts? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's all-wheel drive. Are you I don't knocking, care if you got two in the driveway. Okay? Are you knocking my Subarus? <laughs> it's a wagon. I, I live it's on not big... cool. I want you to find a 16-year-old boy who's just got his driver's license that says, man, I want a wagon. You find me that kid, and then I'll slap him back into reality. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Eric, so what have you got to say? You know what? I'm I'm gonna go the opposite direction on that one. I'm gonna go for the badass level going to the 88. Really? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. Well, I gotta hear why. This is gonna let, let me fix my so headphones a, here. Take a knee, kids, because I'm about to drop some knowledge here. <laughs> well, play the anthem. Okay, do it. Do when, it. Go when there. When someone is going as crazy as Riggs is in that movie. And he's coming at you in an 88 station wagon, you know, pedal to the metal, not giving a hoot. Um, <laughs> you know, there's something a little bit scary about that. You know, that guy's a badass because he's willing to go after you in a station wagon, right? The station wagon, taking that thing to a whole other level. And it, it becomes, you know, one and the same. It, it becomes a bigger than it actually is. And I think the way that that machine put through the ringer in that that kind of brings it home for me okay so what what i'm getting from that so here's is what it, i heard oh. Riggs is a badass <laughs> yeah i heard <laughs> yeah but but here it is, I also, mikey. i'm pretty sure it wasn't murdoch driving but but mikey here's the I deal remember is it by <laughs> is it by mere extension of murdoch or Riggs, whoever we're saying driving that and we all know how crazy Riggs is is it by extension of the person driving it that makes it more badass? Because I think if just How a Monte Carlo, would they be if they had a Monte Carlo, they'd be pretty badass. But I wouldn't think they're as crazy <laughs> because I think that's the point of of Riggsy. Oh, okay, is that fair. yeah, yeah, yeah? Riggsy's okay. nuts. I mean, didn't they say in the very first episode or the very first uh, film for Lethal Weapon? He's like, yeah, the only reason yeah, yeah, why yeah. I'm here is because you know the force thinks I'm suicidal. Yeah, and nobody else uh, wants Danny to work Glover with me. Ends up like sticking his finger in the hammer before he blows his brains out so yeah so yeah. i mean like i have to wonder you know and i'm asking that same question is you know what is more badass i think i've opened up a philosophical debate here we're, we're not debating the cast though we're debating the car mm -hmm. the vehicle but right? by extension it. it's the same thing would the monte carlo be as impressive and badass if let's say Oh, what's the what's the little guy from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine? Boyle. Boyle. If Boyle, Boyle was driving the Monte Carlo, would it be as badass? Uh, well, a oh. bit. Because the reason why is again, we're not talking about the driver; we're talking about the car. And if you walk down the street and saw both of them parked next to each other, which one would you take a moment to look at? You, not the wagon. It's like jumping on a motorcycle. That's fair. A little bit of right, foreshadowing right, with the like, motorcycle. It's like you, jumping on a motorcycle. You want to be like, that, that's a sweet Monte Carlo. That car's badass. Have oh. you ever, ever looked at any station wagon on this planet been like, that thing's badass? Dodge Magnum. You already said it. <laughs> <laughs> but is it? 
I'm I'm sold, dude. If that if one of those things came up on the block that was under five grand right now, I would literally walk to the bank, get a bank draft, and I'd be going over there to buy. It. If it had twenty two inch spinners on it, I'm even more sold. <laughs> this isn't called the Reasonable Grounds Podcast. It's called the Unreasonable Grounds Podcast. So your your argument is lost on me altogether. I love my station wagons. If I could get a, a Subaru Impreza, the wagon version, I if you could even give me one of those old Subarus with like the truck version where it had the cutout and then the the bar oh, the frame. No, oh, the oh, yeah. If I, if I and then we'll get you some of those Canadian tire clip-on spinners. Oh God, could you? <laughs> and don't forget the stick-on hood scoops. No, it's actually got a hood scoop. Could I get the bullet holes too? Oh. The little sticker bullet the holes. Homer Simpson speed holes. Speed. <laughs> Take the pitchfork to it. Okay. So we've gone a little off on the station wagons. I think what we can agree on here, after all of this BS session, is okay. The Monte Carlo is the best car. <laughs> so, Eric, I loved where you went with that, buddy. Yeah, I loved point, how you points, support, Eric. I love how you supported it. Went with it with the station wagon. <laughs> but unfortunately, way to make the conversation like ten minutes longer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do. I love the fact that we had to hash that out a little bit. The Monte Carlo is taking that. I'm yeah. sorry. Monte Carlo is the most badass car when it comes to the darker, like film noir police, I guess you would say, like a very dark film. I think the only thing that would have made it any more badass was if you put Ethan Hawke's character from Brooklyn's Finest into that car and injected him into that would make it an incredibly even more badass car. But Alonzo being Alonzo, Denzel being Denzel... You, yeah, it's I'd just, love to see a prequel to that movie where but, it's just like the fall of Alonso. Like he starts, ooh. like he goes from like uniform traffic cop to like plain clothes, gets that car, and then turns into the heavy that he ends up being at the end of the movie. But you can't, you can't replace Denzel. No, no, no. You no, use I know, Denzel. It, it's pre. Well, but you couldn't do a prequel to Denzel. Did yeah, you can. It's twenty years ago, dude. Dude, facial. Oh, like, do you he really just want deep fake young Denzel onto you... his own face? Have you not seen Gemini Man? I did, but I <laughs> a movie that I wanted to turn off like right away. I've also I've also but that's seen Will Smith with Will Smith twenty years ago. <laughs> I love Will Smith, but uh, it, it's also The Mandalorian. If you saw The Mandalorian with uh, Mark on... Hamill, I I haven't got to that episode yet. I oh. just started season two. Dude. The, the internet ruined that spoiler a long time ago. Okay, so. okay. Yeah. And once you get to it, you'll get to it, but whatever. Yeah, I got, I got an infant at home. Watching anything that I actually want to focus on doesn't happen with her. It doesn't happen. Nap time. No. <laughs> Nap time with your earphones in. Uh, okay, so let's go over it. We'll talk about it once again as we have another discussion for another day when we talk about sequels, prequels with movies. And we'll probably have Eric back for that as well too because I bet he get a kick out of it. Let's talk about the different categories and let's go over what happened here. So we're going to do a summary, a synopsis of mm-hmm. this. If you'd, uh, if you'd, uh, you know, just go with slash me on conclusion. this one. Yeah, slash conclusion. So we'll talk about it. Mechanical went to the Monte Carlo. It's yeah. just it, it went that way. Use as a police vehicle. We gave that to the wagon. You gave that to the wagon. Okay. All right. Fair. You gave it to the wagon. I'm going to say you two. You two Utes. The, the gave decision. It went to the wagon the decision went to the way despite wagon. your protests i know which i'll continue to protest in the next episode we're going to record i'll protest even more uh 
And then we went to the icon level, and the icon level went to the Monte Carlo. Hands down. Hands down. No, no question about it. Anybody there? No. Okay. This is going to be a clean sweep yeah. for the most part. The you know, three to one. Yeah. Uh, three got. Three, I should say three categories to one. Yeah. The Monte, Monte Carlo. Carlo wins. Yeah. So yay, Monte Carlo! You're going on to round two. Yep. Uh, no idea who you're going to go up against no, in the next round. We're, we're going to do a shuffle. We got to do a shuffle. There's no way because yeah. the, the predictable way that we have the actual bracket set up right now puts some very lopsided competition. far too reasonable. I know. So we're just going to be like, screw it. We may even find a wild card or we might even find a buy. We might throw an extra one back yeah. in and give it retribution or what do you call that? Uh, resurrection. Thank yeah. you. It'll be a resurrection deal on that. Because that's an unreasonable thing to do. So, everybody, thank you so much for coming along with us on this episode. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast, downloading the podcast. Again, remember to go and spread the word. This is the first responder podcast by first responders for first responders. This is what we do to be able to share the you know good vibes, good times, laughs, to be able to share you know that positive side of first responder work amongst Canada, United States, and all around the world. We've got a whole bunch of people listening from different countries. I'm very excited to be able to report that as well. So check it out. Go download. Remember to subscribe as well. Here's a big deal about subscribing. Subscribing allows Mike and I and Ashley to be able to see where people are downloading, where they're listening, as well as people that are visiting the website. The website is www.theunreasonablegroundspodcast.com, as well as check out Apple Podcasts, which we're now on Apple. Yay. We finally figured it out. Or I should say I figured it out after me pulling my hair out for eight months. Gotta yeah, be I po- think we gave up and restarted on that more than once. Oh, God. Yeah, thank you, Canva, for being able to help me figure that one out. And then, uh, obviously, we got Spotify. We got Audible now as well. Uh, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio app. There is absolutely no excuse out there right now that you couldn't be listening to the podcast or checking it out or passing it on to somebody. If you know somebody that's interested or you think they could use a laugh, Tell them to check us out. The Unreasonable Grounds podcast. We're going to keep doing this. 2022 is going to be an incredible year for the podcast. We're only getting better. The quality's only getting better. And we're just excited to get things going. So Mikey, Eric, thank you guys so much for coming on. Again, Eric, special guest. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. You keep doing what you do. Mikey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming out, Eric. All right, Mikey, close it out. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I was going to say shit, but you wanted to keep it PG, so... <laughs> <laughs> everybody be safe all right we're out